The Atlantic Ocean, 45 million years ago. A storm raged across the open water. Colossal waves buffeted a tiny floating island which bobbed unsteadily in the sea. A shivering family of ancient primates clung to this small raft-like island, their wet fur plastered to their skin. Though they huddled underneath the island's solitary tree, it didn't shield them from the salt spray and biting wind. They didn't know it, but these monkeys were making history. If they could complete their accidental journey from their home in Africa, they'd find a new home in South America and be the first monkeys to inhabit the land. But first, they had to survive the trip. Lightning split the sky, followed by a boom of thunder. The rain pelted down in sheets, like icy daggers stabbing the huddled creatures. Suddenly, a dull creaking noise sounded from the tree. The wind and weather were too much for it to bear. It split right down the middle, falling toward the sea foam. The water dragged it into its depths, and as it did, the small raft-like island turned on its side, teetered on its edge, and then flipped. The small group of primates sank to the bottom of the ocean, taking their legacy with them. Their deaths spelled the end of an entire species. Welcome to Unexplained Mysteries, a Spotify original from Parcast. I'm your host, Molly. And I'm your host, Richard. In life, there's so much we don't know, but in this show, we don't take we don't know for an answer. Every Tuesday and Thursday, we investigate the greatest mysteries of history and life on Earth. You can find episodes of Unexplained Mysteries and all other Spotify originals from Parcast for free on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. This is our final episode on the New World Monkey Voyage, the trip that brought monkeys from Africa to the Americas without leaving any evidence behind. Last time, we talked about the evolutionary history of the New World monkeys of the Americas. We discussed how paleontologists believe that they share an African ancestor with the Old World monkeys of Africa and Asia. This time, we'll explore how monkeys made it to the New World. We'll examine whether their ancestors went around the Atlantic or if they sailed right across it. We have all that and more coming up. Stay with us. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. At the time of recording, there are over 100 species of New World monkeys living in South and Central America. Unlike their Old World African and Asian relatives, they have distinct outward-facing nostrils. New World monkeys primarily live in trees, and most have prehensile tails, meaning they can use their tails as an extra limb to grab onto branches. Old world monkeys, on the other hand, mostly live on the ground and lack prehensile tails. Despite these differences, biological studies have determined that old world monkeys and new world monkeys share a common evolutionary ancestor. And fossil and genetic data indicate the two groups diverged from each other at the tail end of the Eocene epoch, roughly 35 million years ago. Most experts believe old-world monkeys first arrived in South America sometime around 45 million years ago. Then, over the course of about 10 million years, evolution led to two distinct families, the old world and the new, around 35 million years ago. But while scientists have an approximate timeline of when monkeys arrived in the Americas, they still don't know how they arrived. Of course, there are theories, but none seem very plausible. The first is known as the transatlantic scenario, and it suggests ancient primates made an accidental voyage across the Atlantic Ocean on a floating piece of land. As we touched upon last time, the transatlantic scenario suggests that a storm could have dislodged a chunk of land from Africa, essentially sending a small mobile island out to sea with a handful of monkeys on board. This island would eventually traverse the Atlantic Ocean until it crashed onto South America and the monkeys could once again set foot on solid ground. They then adapted to their new environment and eventually evolved into New World monkeys. Now, opponents of this theory claim the length of the journey would have been too much for the monkeys to survive, especially given the inevitable obstacles they'd face on the open ocean. However, there's considerable debate over what the distance would have been at the time of the crossing. Due to the gradual shifting of Earth's tectonic plates, South America and Africa were likely much closer together back then, increasing the likelihood that a bunch of ancient monkeys actually did set sail on the open ocean. Canadian biologist Dr. Elan Uhl was one of the most vocal proponents of the transatlantic scenario. In 1999, he published an in-depth analysis on the possibility of a bunch of monkeys sailing across the ocean. 
According to Uhl, three criteria needed to be met in order to prove its feasibility. First, the floating island needed to have formed in Africa in a region already inhabited by monkeys. Second, the floating island needed to have enough food and water to sustain life for the duration of the trip. And third, currents and winds at the time needed to be strong enough to drive the land raft across the Atlantic. Uhl knew floating islands tended to form in rivers before getting swept out to sea. He recalled one impressive example from 1881 when witnesses observed a vegetative raft floating down a river in Quebec. The landmass measured about 197 by 75 feet and reportedly included trees that were 50 feet tall. Given this precedent, Uhl suggested the New World Monkey's land raft likely formed in the mouth of the Congo River in what is now the Democratic Republic of the Congo, a region that would have certainly been populated by monkeys. Uhl also suggested that if the floating island was big enough, it could have supported life for a sustained period of time. As for currents and wind, Uhl claimed that the monkeys may have done more than simply float across the Atlantic they could have sailed. According to Uhl, any trees on the floating raft could essentially act as a makeshift sail. Depending on the speed of the wind, the monkey's voyage could have been shortened. Of course, Uhl didn't know the exact width of the Atlantic 45 million years ago. But he estimated that if monkeys made the trip 30 million years ago, the distance would have only been about 900 miles. And 50 million years ago, that number would have been closer to 600 miles. With a strong breeze 30 million years ago, the trip likely would have taken about 15 days. 50 million years ago, it would have taken around eight. And these are apparently overestimates. If the monkeys had fast winds and most favorable tides, the journey allegedly could have taken as little as five days. Now, the monkeys would still need to survive on the island for that amount of time, but Uhl believed hunger wouldn't be a significant factor. The monkeys would have been used to living through dry seasons. Once on the ocean, without a clear water source, their behavior likely would have adapted. They'd likely search for whatever food they could find on their makeshift raft, like edible plants and bugs. But in difficult times, monkeys have been known to eat dirt in order to absorb its nutrients just to survive. Though unappetizing, these provisions could have allowed monkeys to survive a five to 10 day voyage to South America. Trying to add even more credibility to the transatlantic scenario, one researcher suggested the oceanic journey could have been made in multiple trips. In 2009, an evolutionary biologist named Philippe Bandoni de Oliveira suggested volcanic islands could have been used as rest stops along the way. Ocean levels were significantly lower in the Eocene epoch, so there were likely many more islands in the Atlantic than there are presently. If true, the journey could have been made over multiple generations, as opposed to in one fell swoop, increasing the likelihood of survival. 
However, de Oliveira's island hopping theory failed to explain how land rafts continued to form after the monkeys landed ashore. As Uhl noted, land rafts almost exclusively form in rivers. So if the monkeys did land on a volcanic island along the way, they'd probably be stuck there. In other words, one long trip across the ocean was actually more likely than the monkeys taking several smaller ones. But even though a transatlantic voyage is possible, it's still implausible. The journey would have been an incredibly dangerous one for the monkeys, and it would have taken a miracle for them to survive. Coming up, we look at what could have sunk a monkey raft and whether they might have found a different route over land. Hi, listeners. It's Vanessa from Parcast. When you think of a criminal, do you picture a killer, a gangster, a thief? I bet you didn't think it could be the little old lady down the street who murdered her tenants. Every Wednesday on my series, Female Criminals, meet the unlikeliest of felons, mothers, neighbors, and unsuspecting lovers with a penchant for dangerous behavior. Discover the psychology and motives behind their disturbing crimes and find out where their story stands today. But that's not all. Airing right now on Female Criminals is our special five-part look at the world's most infamous femme fatales, women who were deceptive and deadly, but not always the villain. Catch these episodes and more by following the Spotify original from Parcast, Female Criminals. New episodes premiere weekly. Listen free on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. It's hard not to add a side of hot, crispy hash browns to your favorite McDonald's breakfast. It's even harder not to eat said hash browns before you get home. Now, back to the story. Canadian biologist Dr. Alain Houle was one of the most vocal proponents of the transatlantic scenario which suggested old-world monkeys sailed across the Atlantic Ocean on a floating island. After his research was released, the hypothesis steadily gained popularity in scientific communities. But renowned paleoprimatologist Elwyn Simons took issue with Uhl's logic. First, Simons claimed that it was unlikely monkeys would have gotten trapped on the floating island in the first place. Before any chunk of land broke off the continent, there would have been warning signs. The ground would have quaked, trees would have become unsteady, water would soak through the soil, loosening it from the riverbank. The monkeys would have likely escaped to safer ground long before the Congo River ever had the chance to carry the land raft out to sea. And even if some monkeys got trapped on the island, once it exited the mouth of the river, it would be at the mercy of the ocean. It could have just as easily gotten swept south toward South Africa or north toward Nigeria or Ghana. And yet the transatlantic scenario suggested it somehow sailed perfectly across. And even if the raft did somehow make it to open water, that's where the real problem set in. Storms or other violent weather could easily capsize the island or break it apart, most likely ending in tragedy for the monkeys on board. And if the skies happened to be clear the whole time, 
the results could still be disastrous. With unfettered exposure to wind and the sweltering heat near the equator, the primates would surely run the risk of becoming dehydrated or developing sunstroke, which could render them unconscious or even prove fatal. The spray of the ocean waves could also cause the vegetation to wither. Simons estimated that within four to six days, the monkeys would be comatose and starving to death. And even if they happened to survive the trip, more troubles awaited on land. Once the floating island deposited its wayward travelers onto the unfamiliar South American shores, they would have to carve out a habitat for themselves. Already traumatized, the monkeys would then have to survive unknown diseases, parasites, and predators. And to thrive, they would need to find a sustainable food source and establish a breeding population. And that's where they would have run into a numbers problem. Only a small number of monkeys would have survived the trip, so genetic diversity would be limited. And because monkeys have an aversion to inbreeding, their options for viable mates would run out quickly. If they did resort to inbreeding, genetic disruptions and anomalies would likely cause the species to die out after a few generations anyway. Given the incredible odds, Simon felt the likelihood of ancient monkeys making a transatlantic journey was incredibly low. And in the late 2010s, two scientists decided to run the numbers to see just how low they were. Primatologist Alfred L. Rosenberger and biological anthropologist Mark Hubb created a simple rubric to test the probability of the transatlantic scenario. They determined 20 necessary steps for the voyage to be successful. For each, they assigned a probability value 50% for likely, 10% for unlikely, 1% for very unlikely, and a tenth of a percent for extremely unlikely. For example, they rated a floating island forming as likely. Meanwhile, monkeys being on the raft when it broke off from the continent, unlikely. Their access to a consistent food supply, very unlikely. And the likelihood of favorable weather at sea, extremely unlikely. All told, they determined the monkey's probability of survival was around 1 in 12.8 octillions. Now, for perspective, an octillion is a number that is almost unfathomable to the human imagination. It has 27 zeros in it. To throw even more incredible numbers at you, you are 25.6 sextillion times more likely to be struck by lightning than these monkeys were to make it across the ocean, a number that has 21 zeros. In other words, the transatlantic scenario was close to statistically impossible. Which brings us to the other leading theory about how old world monkeys arrived in the new world known as the Americas scenario. This theory suggests that early primates took a much longer route, mostly on foot. Like the transatlantic scenario, the Americas scenario proposes that Old World monkeys took the journey across the world sometime around 45 million years ago. But instead of the trip lasting 7 to 10 days, it suggests the trip took closer to 25,000 years. 
But unlike the transatlantic scenario, there's precedent for other animals following these types of migration patterns. Not to mention, the Americas scenario pairs better with what scientists know about monkeys' behavioral patterns. They're not migratory creatures in the traditional sense. They don't tend to traverse long distances seasonally, like whales or bison. Monkeys typically stay by reliable food sources, like insects or vegetation. Proponents of the Americas scenario believe primates moved in a pattern known as standard range expansion. This means they slowly spread to new habitats over time as they searched for additional food sources and space to breed. As they migrated, they eventually found a passage that connected Asia and North America, one that no longer exists today. Scientists believe this migration involved a large and diverse group of monkeys, enough to populate regions and increase their chance of survival. Some species would inevitably die out over the course of millions of years, but the fittest would survive and become what scientists now refer to as New World monkeys. But though scientists agree on the basic premise of the Americas scenario, they don't all agree on the most likely route. There are three different potential paths. First, the monkeys traveled over a land bridge that crossed the Bering Strait between modern-day Alaska and Russia, the same bridge humans would later cross to arrive in the Americas tens of millions of years later. Second, they traveled through Asia and Africa, crossed over a land bridge to Australia, then another one into Antarctica, which then connected to the southern tip of South America. And third, the Thulian route. They journeyed across an expansive land bridge that used to connect North America and Europe. This path would have taken the monkeys through Europe, over the British Isles, across Iceland, Greenland, and into North America, before they inevitably made their way down to South America. Each of these passages spanned up to 10,000 miles, far longer than any sailing trip across the Atlantic. But the question for scientists became... Which route was the most likely? According to primatologist Alfred Rosenberger, the answer to that question was the third option, the Thulian route, connecting Europe and North America. He ruled out the passage across Antarctica and Australia, not only because the journey would have been treacherous, but because he believed the continents were likely already separated by water by the time monkeys began their migration. As for the Bering Strait, Rosenberger didn't deny it was possible. He simply pointed to the historical precedent for mammals migrating across the Thulian route, which included modern-day Ellesmere Island. Though it's currently located by northern Greenland, it connected Europe and North America 45 million years ago. And paleontologists have discovered dozens of ancient animal remains from species believed to have made similar journeys. According to Rosenberger, after crossing into North America, the monkeys then traversed the entirety of North America before eventually reaching South America. But there's two big problems with this theory. First, of all the remains found on Ellesmere Island, none have been monkeys. 
And second, once the monkeys crossed North America and reached its southern tip, there would have been a major obstacle in their way, the Caribbean Basin. The Isthmus of Panama didn't rise above seawater until around 3 million years ago. 45 million years ago, there wasn't just a canal separating North and South America. South America was an island. We don't know precisely how large the Caribbean Sea was back then, but it would have been at least a few hundred miles wide. Meaning, as with the transatlantic scenario, the Americas scenario ultimately relies on ancient monkeys crossing a substantial amount of water. Coming up, the Americas route proves even more mysterious than the transatlantic voyage. Two guys drove to work. Neither guy wore a seatbelt. One guy got a ticket. One guy didn't. The same two guys drove home. One guy wore a seatbelt. One guy didn't. One guy made it home. The guy not wearing his seatbelt didn't. Don't risk it. Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA. Are you looking for a view of the world that's a bit different? Hi, I'm Jason Palmer, a host of The Weekend Intelligence, a podcast from The Economist. Join us to hear the stories that matter most to our correspondents and editors. Every Saturday, we introduce you to people and ideas that take you outside the ordinary and expand your horizons one episode at a time. Join us and see the world from a new perspective. To listen free until May 31st, search Spotify for The Weekend Intelligence. Now back to the story. Approximately 45 million years ago, Old World monkeys traveled from Africa to Central and South America. And the two leading theories both rely on ancient primates making large leaps between continents and across water. Though much narrower than the Atlantic Ocean, in order for New World monkeys to reach South America in the Americas scenario, they likely needed to cross the Caribbean Sea. Geologically, the Caribbean is a bit of a mystery. Due to the area's tectonic plates, it's always been a hotbed for geological activity, including tempestuous waves and frequent earthquakes. This volatility has made it incredibly difficult for scientists to figure out the timeline of Caribbean continental drift. So experts don't really have a clear sense of what the area looked like when the ancient primates would have been trying to cross. But what's been proposed is something of a mashup of the two leading theories we've discussed so far. Monkeys migrated to North America by land and then possibly crossed the Caribbean Sea by raft, possibly even aided by islands formed as a result of the area's volcanic activity. Once they finally reached South America, the monkeys experienced what biologists call ecological release. With an abundance of food and few predators, their population exploded and they spread across the continent. Then, evolution took its course. Some species adapted to their environment, while other species died off. The fossils found in Peru in 2015, which we discussed last time, are evidence of this. 
They were examples of two species of old-world monkeys that became extinct in the new land. But there's still one major issue with the Americas scenario, with or without the obstacle of the Caribbean Sea. As we touched on in part one, there have been no monkey fossils found in North America from the Eocene Epoch, which would mean the thousands of monkeys that crossed North America didn't leave behind a single bone, footprint, or piece of waste. At least none that we've recovered yet. Now, scientists have discovered fossilized remains of other primates in North America, which date back to the Eocene Epoch, but not monkeys. They share an evolutionary lineage with tarsiers and lemurs, not New World monkeys. In his book, The Monkey's Voyage, author and biologist Alan Jacaroys examined this inconsistency. He described the lack of fossilized evidence, saying it appeared as if they'd all been miraculously plucked away by a divine hand. And the lack of records in North America sharply contrasts with Africa and Asia, where ancient bones clearly illustrate the gradual evolution of ancient primates to modern day. To accept the Americas scenario as fact, you essentially need to ignore the lack of evidence. The so-called proof is actually nothing more than parallel suspicion. Scientists know that other mammals have made similar trips, so monkeys could theoretically do the same. But the thing is, all those other animals left records behind. Meanwhile, the transatlantic scenario ran into the opposite problem. It explained the lack of fossils in North America, but scientists had a hard time finding a historical precedent. But that may have changed. A few hundred miles off the coast of Brazil sits an island named Fernando de Noronha. Formerly a penal colony, it's now a World Heritage Site, home to hundreds of unique species of fish, marine mammals, and seabirds. Yet it's only home to three native land vertebrates. Rats, limbless worm lizards, and small gecko-like reptiles called skinks. The rats and worm lizards have close evolutionary relatives in Brazil. However, the skink does not. The Brazilian species of skink, called Mabuya atlantica, has a different type of scales than its nearby relatives. It also lays eggs, while the South American skinks give birth to live offspring. The only other skinks with ridged scales known to lay eggs come from Africa. And scientists have since found compelling DNA evidence to suggest the Mabuya Atlantica is most closely related to those from Africa. So close, in fact, that they believe the species rafted over to Brazil from Africa. And their journey may have been even more incredible than the New World monkeys, because scientists estimate that skinks are only about 3.3 million years old. At that point, the Atlantic Ocean was about 1,800 miles wide, almost the same as it is today. So for the Mabuya Atlantica to colonize the Brazilian island, it must have floated across that entire distance. Of course, they undoubtedly had advantages that monkeys didn't. They were much smaller and could float on tinier pieces of earth. 
they also didn't need much subsistence to survive. But even so, the skink's success makes it more believable that somehow monkeys actually did survive a transatlantic voyage. Unfortunately, we can't say for sure. Our modern understanding of the ancient world is constantly evolving. Like reconstructing a species' skeleton from fossilized teeth, it's a lot of educated guesswork. While there is an impossibly large number of ways New World monkeys could have arrived in the Americas, we're left with two broad hypotheses, neither of which is sufficiently supported by evidence. The rafting narrative is certainly an exciting one. Maybe at one point in time, monkeys were actually swashbuckling adventurers striking out, involuntarily, to a new world. Maybe they beat 12.5 octillion to one odds. Or maybe scientists will find fossilized evidence to substantiate the America's scenario. For all we know, it's happening right now. But no matter what actually happened, we know one thing. An unimaginably long time ago, some monkeys had the odds stacked against them. But one way or the other, they took a chance and lived they made a miracle happen. Thanks again for tuning in to Unexplained Mysteries. We will be back next time with a new episode. For more information on the New World Monkey Voyage, amongst the many sources we used, we found the book New World Monkeys, The Evolutionary Odyssey by Alfred L. Rosenberger, extremely helpful to our research. You can find all episodes of Unexplained Mysteries and all other Spotify originals from ParCast for free on Spotify. See you next time. And remember, never take we don't know for an answer. Unexplained Mysteries is a Spotify original from ParCast. It is executive produced by Max and Ron Cutler. Sound designed by Stephen Davies, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Carly Madden, and Freddie Beckley. This episode of Unexplained Mysteries was written by Matthew Teamstra, with writing assistance by Molly Quinlan and Connor Sampson, fact-checking by Cara Mackerlein, and research by Bradley Klein. Unexplained Mysteries stars Molly Brandenburg and Richard Rossner. <laughs>